Hello and welcome back to another edition of Editing Aloud. And it's, uh, I've been away for a week uh, or two and it's been an absolutely crazy time. I arrived home today um, or yesterday to find that um, um, uh, Trevor Manuel is back uh, as uh, an investment driver. Arthur Fraser is no longer the head of intelligence. Uh, he's now the head of prisons, which, uh, um, which he might have an incentive to really make quite comfortable uh, while he's there. Um, a dinner that I was going to have um, has had to be cancelled tonight because one of, its, one of the attendees has gone off with uh, Cyril Ramaphosa to London. Um, uh, Mark Lamberti has stepped down uh, from all his positions now, including um, uh, his day job. And uh, it's, everything is moving so quickly in this country. But if there were a clock ticking, uh, one of those atomic clocks ticking that, you know, how many minutes to midnight are we? <coughs> it would have to be Sukunati for KPMG, um, one of the four big auditing firms in this country and in the world. Um, it, it has just lost all government business, as I understand it, right? It's been pulled by the Auditor General. It's losing directors and reputation, left, right and centre. How do you stop a mess like this? Absolutely. Uh, Kimi Makwetu pulled the, the plug uh, last night. He said any audit work. So if you want, for example, a report to fire me and you want KPMG to justify that, they can still, the, they can still do that, even if in government. But if, if, the, if there's work that needs the audit, opini audit opinion mm. of the Auditor General, it's gone. Now that means ESCOM, where they got about 120 million rands oh. last year as an audit fee, Transnet, South African Airways, anything that has a government shareholding, uh, KPMG, that's gone. That is because, of course, KPMG has dug its own hole. But what's the sort of so what paragraph there? I mean, if, if KPMG goes down, what, what, what does it mean? Let's, let's why does not, it matter? Let's not jump there. Uh, why sh must KPMG go down? It really must. The auditor should be the last It really line. must go down. You it think really it must yeah. go down. Okay. Uh, it really must die. Yeah. Uh, the, the auditor should be the last line of defense for the investor. When an auditor comes to you and say, these guys have got 2.8 billion rand <coughs> in cash in the bank, and their name is VBS Mutual Bank or ESCOM, mm. they've got what they say they do. If you can't trust the auditor, there's nobody you can trust. And that is why it must go down. But isn't that a problem? Isn't that becoming a problem industry-wide in South Africa? I mean, that the auditing profession has now been found to be wanting in terms of its integrity. Um, surely there are good, solid people inside KPMG and good, solid people inside all of these companies. Indeed, a big, a big number of the people who yeah. work at KPMG are really hard-working, yeah. honest professionals. However, the leadership has inculcated a culture where the, the partner that uh, brings in the, the most fees is the most important. And this now you, you see the downside of that when, when SARS, for example, emails you and says, this <coughs> is the finding you mm. must make. You just copy and paste the thing and charge 23 million rands. And don't speak to the accused. Do, don't speak to the accused. Mm. Corruption flourishes. You get rid of a sitting finance minister, a deputy finance minister. You get rid of the top 45, 55 people at SARS. The result to society is a net a cost of 55 billion rand uh, revenue collection shortfall. Uh, the country becomes a, a, a heaven for corruption. It's a free for all because 
the people whose professional stamp makes all the difference have just been uh, so I just want to ask but let me just come back now so so KPMG goes down everyone gets a terrible fright um, why does it matter that they not why should they but what what will be the result of them going down what how will it affect business and the economy the the hope is that uh, that will then uh, help start a clean up exercise and, and and make the auditing profession what it should be and those that are left behind uh, know exactly what does happen of course it has happened in the past uh, uh, kpmg itself uh, uh, swallowed up what was uh, the remnants of arthur anderson uh, uh, but that it doesn't it seems like the culture has not changed much we will have uh, to start all over again every 20 30 years or so Ron, th Ron that's Darby, how the i mean if you if you works. if you were okay you're faced with this issue right yeah. so it goes down mm. um you've got other people to clean up how do you how do you decide well, where do you start where do you, what do you how do you make sure that when somebody comes and asks an auditor in south africa yeah. for an opinion about a company he wants to or she wants to buy mm. that the opinion is that if not that the opinion is going to be an honest one yeah i mean that, that's the whole thing about kpmg and it's just the, the whole trust notion when it comes to auditing firms that it's gone out the, the window and what and i think with kpmg has collapsed that's about three thousand five hundred odd professionals without a job so I in that case so now we, we rely on only three like deloitte and the, and, the, and the other two so i guess the feeling there is the, the cost of doing business in south africa will shoot up i guess if, if you want like some economic cost to kpmg falling is the co cost of business going but up could the good africa guys in, in kpmg not, not form their own auditing company and, and pick up some of their old clients but the kpmg in particular is important for the top four banks and they and they yeah. need kpmg for its international link so that's the importance of kpmg so even if they went to all these 2500 uh, employees and started and own their own board profession they'll still need that international leg which is what the advantage was with kpmg so if kpmg yeah. sa closes tomorrow that's when the, the banks will be in a, in a bit of a bind and they'll have to rely on, on, on only three auditing firms to, to do their books yeah and that feeds in again to, I guess, the costs of doing business in right. South Africa. Just that it'll add that premium of almost the, the corruption premium of operating in South well Africa. Well, I was going to ask. Yeah. Pumalelo Mkabela, you, you of this formerly of this house, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, this is the, the political result of all of this, mm -hmm. of what looked like to be a series of disastrous business decisions. The, politic, the political stuff that comes out at the end is is dire because you put it's it starts with a political problem jacob zuma's corruption basically mm -hmm. and it ends up via all these channels giving someone like Cyril ramaphosa a problem well but there's something good about it at the end of the day um w one is that we have a central bank that has got a strong regulatory mechanism to watch what's happening in the banking sector which is where the rot of kpmg insofar as vbs is concerned yeah. was actually unearthed the second reason why we should find something positive about this is that the auditor general now as sigonati points out has decided to kick out kpmg from all yeah. uh, government work and this is not just about auditing state-owned companies it's auditing government departments, municipal mm. work. There's a lot of work that auditing firms, yeah. private, they do, which is signed off by the auditor general. Yeah. Of course, you, you never knew 
who was behind this audit. All you read is a, a report of the Auditor General signed by, by him. But he knows exactly which audits have been done by KPMG. Yeah. And he knows the extent of the work. And now that KPMG announced that it wants to go back to files that date back to, you know, a couple of Actually, years yeah. back and all of that, the Auditor General realizes that a lot of uh, governments uh, 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 what might have appeared to be clean audits mm. could themselves be actually questionable. Yeah. So politically that is a problem because these things go to parliament, these reports, and they are approved by parliament on our behalf as citizens. So what that means basically yeah. is that it's a, there's a real possibility that a lot of clean audits of what was regarded as clean audits by KPMG may have been influenced. Who, who knows? Now there's a dark cloud about the state of public finances in South Africa in general or at least the part that was looked at by KPMG. Is there not a case, though, then, for bringing in some form of investiga investigative service, and I'm not thinking necessarily about the Scorpions, but something like that, an FBI type of unit? No, because it would work. The FBI works for the Justice Department, but very closely with the tax um, authorities in the States. And um, where you could actually police this stuff. So we need people to visibly going to jail to police the police. Yes. So that becomes frightening. Mm. So yeah. it becomes frightening to to lie. The reason to but the reason why you are saying that is 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 the other point that we are not making. Yeah. Which is that we actually don't have a competent state agency that can look at these uh, kinds of crimes because yeah. this is but a very sophisticated uh, sophisticated crimes. Mm. Uh, but universities are full of young, bright kids yeah. in law school who could come out of law school and they would die for an opportunity to work for a well-led you know, unit that went out and, s and, and basically killed corruption mm. in this country. I mean, you've got a hundred of those guys, mm. whoever they are, yeah. led by whoever, and there's no end of leadership available here. We know this. With under the prop under a proper legal structure, they can't be politically interfered with. You know, no one's above the law, etc., etc., etc. They just go for it. Yeah, that's our problem with our justice system, right? We have these politicians deciding who is at the helm. So even if you create this body, this awesome body, you create like a Scorpio, whatever. The point is, there'll be a politician at the end of the day who deciding who their head is and influencing what is cor uh, what is investigated and what isn't. And mm -hmm. I think that goes back to the fundamental question about our investigative uh, authorities. But, but here's the point that I, I want to correct before we move on. Uh, Ron correctly pointed out that KPMG is one of the big four ed auditors that audit the banks <coughs> and their demise, which should happen, yeah. uh, would uh, raise the cost of doing business. What he did not say is that the Reserve Bank, through that mechanism that Mbumi spoke about of supervising the banks, through the Banks Act, has to approve the auditor of a bank mm. and traditionally it has always approved the big four mm. Deloitte, KPMG, EY and, and, uh, and uh, PricewaterCoopers. The banks got lazy and uh, did not try to get other auditors. We've got Grant Thornton as an international firm. We've got PKF. Uh, these have got all the international links that Ron spoke about. Yeah. But because the Reserve Bank has only ever approved uh, uh, this big four to <coughs> audit the, the banks. No one bothered to check those. It's not that they Why do not have Why does it do that? Capacity. I mean, surely the Reserve Bank is smart enough to have a conversation the, the every now and again about this is stability, I guess. Uh, and this not, not only stability, that, right? Not, not only that, this comes all the way from a closed banking system mm. of South Africa mm. before 1994, mm. where uh, y y tradition mattered. Mm. 
we should be able to break away from that. I repeat again, and I've said it on this show, PKF crime Thornton are as big and better. Do they, they, they have, wait, do they have as, as many employees as KPMGSA? Do they have the capacity? You, 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 you first KPMG? get the contract and you get the capacity. I mean, now that, they have the capacity, there's 3,500 people out of Yes, if exactly. Called, so if you go there. to, exactly, we agree. If you go to, if you now award the contract to audit Standard Bank, which is, by the way, audited by KPMG. And two, there's two. And NetBank. And it, no, but the audit. And, and APSA. If you take that contract and say, Grant Thornton, you've got all the international links that Barclays needs. You've got everything. There you go. They take immediately the good people from KPMG. Yeah. They all went to the uh, same accounting schools and qualified yeah. the same. Here's the job to do. And a different brand, same But for a country having one of its big auditing firms the, collapse, the very point what does it say about like, the, the cost of like, you know, it, what does it say about I'm the country, South Africa? What the very point I am making yeah. is that you have that big four because the Reserve Bank created that big four. Mm. When the Reserve Bank moves on... To be fair to the Reserve Bank, and well, to you, to, to you guys as well, I mean, this, the, the notion that these four big four need breaking up internationally yeah. is spoken about more and more, that mm. they are yep. too big. This audit um, versus opinion uh, job, like splitting yeah. them. And, and splitting them is like uh, what the Dodd-Frank Act did in the US. Uh, if you are an asset manager, if you are a broker, you yeah. only trade... That's what you for do. your client's account. Yeah. If you want to trade for, that's exactly what should happen here. And if you firms. want to get into the consulting business of offering uh, uh, opinions, yeah. then that's a separate uh, job, business, line yeah. of work from, uh, from audit. Okay. That's what should happen. We'll carry on this conversation after this message. Welcome back. Um, I see on the front page of Business Day today, the IMF delivers SA a vote of confidence and it's increased its growth forecasts. Um, and it just made me wonder a little bit about what sort of a, a first hundred days President Cyril Ramaphosa is having, and they're not bad actually. Um, uh, he's, uh, I tweeted something yesterday, I can't remember how many people he's got rid of. Obviously Tom moyane has gone, um, uh, Jacob Zuma's on trial, the, we, we've escaped downgrading from Moody's. Uh, the news, the good news, just keeps just keeps um, coming. Arthur Fraser is no longer the Director General of Intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one doesn't know whether it's Cyril plotting there, whether okay, now today <laughs> we're going to do this or whatever. But it's panning out sort of all right at the moment, right? And he's it, he's got these uh, this sort of investment team. I I, I would send. With each of Trevor Manuel and or Jacka Marie, I'd send a trade unionist, quite frankly. I think, mm. you know, they can't go there yeah. and, and speak up a story yes. without, the, uh, without some um, corroboration. Um, but, but um, and Paulello, uh, Cyril's, Cyril's doing okay? Yeah, he is, but uh, you also in the list should have mentioned the vet hike, which was certainly not good news. Yeah. And that shows that uh, there's still the legacy of Zuma for which we're still paying. And I think we want to be paying I mean, I think people for know a very long time. Yeah. So he inherits yeah. that. Yeah. But I think it's a good story that um, he's actually fulfilling his promises. Mm. You remember he announced the new deal in Soweto. Yeah. From then he went on to announce these um, uh, plans to attract investments yeah. during the state of the nation. Yeah. And he's making good uh, yeah. out of that because now he has this top-level team. If you look at their profiles, Yakomare, a former CEO of Standard Bank, the yeah. important thing about him is that during the time when he was CEO of Standard Bank, two things happened. Standard Bank um, 
uh, expanded onto the African continent yeah. quite aggressively. Yeah. And the second thing is that um, there was this 20% acquisition of by, the Chinese. by the Chinese, a huge investment mm. uh, that came into South Africa. Mm. But there was a condition there as part of that deal that Standard Bank will facilitate Chinese investments on the African continent. So that's a plus and a negative. It's a plus in a sense that it mm. got Yakomari a lot of contacts on the continent as well as from Asian investors. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, Standard Bank became a part agent of the yeah. Chinese in terms of that deal. Yeah. So there's a good and a bad out of that. But I think it's experienced enough. Yeah. Then you have uh, 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 Trevor Manuel, who's yeah. highly regarded. Yeah. I don't think there's a point of mentioning yeah. so much about yeah. him. Except that it's interesting that he's referred to as former finance minister in the statement by Sir yeah. Ramaphosa when he appointed him now, which means that he's, he's, he's taken on this task more as a former finance minister yeah. than as a former minister yeah. in the presidency. Yeah. And interesting, of course, that yeah. they work together in the National Planning yeah. Commission. So yeah. he, know, he more or less understands what Sir Ramaphosa would like to, yeah. to do. But maybe last point, but Peter. Does Trevor not weaken him inside the ANC by choosing Trevor Manuel? I, 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 I thought about him. But it's a kind of an arm's length thing, isn't yeah. it, really? It's, not it's about um, investor appeasement, yeah. really, than, than yeah. ANC domestic mm. politics. Mm. So I, I, I th the, the other thing, Peter, which is uh, my last point that we have to think about, is that I think, I think Ramaphosa is being innovative here in the way he's structuring his presidency. Because I think it's for the first time that we have a president who has got investment envoys. Uh, Mbeki yeah. used to have lots of envoys on yeah. security issues on yeah. the continent. Um, Zuma also had lots of uh, envoys uh, around the continent, around security yeah. issues. So first time Ramaphosa appoints people of, in, of repute internationally, yeah. they're yeah. about investment, yeah. which really says something about his priorities. I mean, his big test, obviously, um, Sikonati is going to be land, right? I mean, when this, when this parliamentary committee has done its work by August, I think it's got to finish it, then the whole debate will start up again. Um, does he, do you think he's got a plan? Uh, definitely, but ju just one point on, on Pumelelo there. Tabumbegi had a panel of prominent and eminent economists. That Harvard, all those guys, yes, the group. You know. uh, the, 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 of course, the majority of them were foreigners and they didn't live in this country. They came and visited every once in a while uh, to give him some advice. Does he have a plan about land? Uh, the, the major part about, about that has been achieved, which is to silence the Economic Freedom Front mm. uh, fighters. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but on that point, on that point. Yeah, I don't think they <laughs> You're getting it wrong on the Mbeki one. Yes. The Mbeki panel, he had, remember, he had these working groups, and then he had this International uh, Investment Council or panel. They were not going out there to represent South Africa in the world. They were advising they were him, him, him about okay. what happened in the world. This was Ricardo Major yes. Yes. How do you fix this? This team is South African yeah. and it's going out there to as Ramaphosa to hunt, yeah, as he puts it. You're absolutely right. Yes. A major difference and yeah. quite an important one. Yeah. I, I concede. Economic freedom, front and land. <laughs> No. Fighters, you know, I mean. Fighters, EFF, freedom EFM. fighters and land. Yeah. So you put it formally in, uh, as an yeah. uh, uh, adopted by by parliament, yeah. and you put a committee to work on it, and of course you get an outcome that you've already determined. That yeah. listen, comrades, we have under the property uh, uh, clause mm. uh, in in the constitution uh, section twenty five, this matter is sorted until such time that we are not able to get land when we want to buy it. Uh, 
we are not having to implement this. Mm. As we stand right now, we've got 4,000 commercial farms we took from farmers, but have not been able to distribute to black people. Mm. Let's, get, let's get working on that. Mm. Then uh, we can, in the public interest, expropriate land. And indeed, we will compensate people so because we are, about, uh, we are a nation about rights, rights mm. enshrined in the law, property rights. Now, if, you, if you're the economic freedom front, as you've been <laughs> calling it, <laughs> what do you do, fighters? What do you Fighters. do about that? Is, I mean, yeah. does that become a bit, bit nice political, nice political sort of uh, um, present that you're given by? I, I, I know what would be great for EFF. What what what, what should do is bring the elections before August. I I think I before, agree with you. I thought he was going to do it before September. Yeah. So so it happens then, yeah. and then you go in the land bit as a new president, yeah. in, and hopefully you get a bigger mandate, right? Yeah. Then you can have the sec and almost control it. It doesn't hurt you in next year's election. But that's a, a great ticket that EFF is going to punt. There's a problem with doing that, yeah. though. I mean, is that if you remember, I think it was, uh, was William Kieser mm. uh, who stood up at the ANC conference in December and said, we're bankrupt. Yes, and a bankrupt party can't fight an election. Mm. But now I mean they, have uh, they have a billionaire as, as the head of the party. This I'm sure he can make I a plan about know, this. Well, this well, there's a billionaire party. The but billionaire doesn't but one thing away his money. But you also shorten his, 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 you know, Cyril has a maximum mm. 11 and a half years in office. Yeah. But this, this hurts him. If this thing in August starts, right, this conversation starts, then EFF has pushed this populist mandate, and he has to come across there balancing these forces out, and he seems a bit soft on it. And he goes to elections next year. He's given the EFF a whole, the maybe a whole six, seven months to play at you and, and challenge you. But this is what, you this is what will happen, Peter. About. So yeah. it's another thing. Yeah, there is no way that out. committee will report back in August. Yeah. You've got to hope so. Yeah, it's got to push yeah. back. Uh, it will be pushed back. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because they'll receive all these yeah. submissions and they'll say, wow, we didn't expect so much. <laughs> and <then laughs> yes, and then yes. after the elections, right? Yes. But one thing about the economic th uh, thinking, Brexit is not there. I haven't heard him him say much about BRICS, uh, our new yeah. president, and even this new panel. And uh, this whole past 10 years, our whole movement was towards the BRICS thing. And you see BRICS uh, is almost uh, dead and buried uh, when they speak about it. It's sh shifting you know back to the West. as well as I do, that the past 10 years of BRICS was only hot air. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely hot air. Nothing uh, goes. There's nothing. But there's that money in China. We need to. There's, there's the there's South Africa can get money everywhere and anywhere. Mm. And and there's cost. There's the cost of money. Yeah. Uh, the, the Chinese, the, the, the cost of money I, I, by the rest of the world. Mm. I, I, when they see you going east, mm. and and with all what you can get away with mm. in the east versus, uh, how do you want to be seen? Do you want uh, the world to see you and as an investment destination, or do you want the world to merely see you as an extension of China? The colony, the, lucky the colonization that you spoke about in, mm. in the context yes. of China Bank earlier. Now, it's great. The Chinese do have the money. What is the cost of that money? Okay, cool. Mm. The, the lucky thing is that in fact he's going to appease. Now he's playing this international uh, investment roadshow when the West is kind of slowing down growth-wise. So they, they will be looking for other evidence. And he's There's concerns about spent it. spent quite a lot of time in, in China soon he did, after yeah. he became uh, deputy president. Deputy president. He, he was studying the state-owned state enterprise. uh, enterprises model when he was supposedly in charge of uh, some the group in the country. Another war room or yeah, something. Yeah, some war room or other. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um, the, the other story that touched me and I really, uh, you know, I feel sorry for him and also understand why it happened and, and and that he had to go is um, is Mark Lamberti. Mm. He's been around a long time. He's been around a long time. Worked really hard, built up Masmat. Uh, people who have known him for longer have always uh, said a thing about his uh, perceived arrogance. 
Uh, now it has come up, it has come to catch up with him. But not only that, he's living under a dark cloud of racism. And, and that you cannot shake. And yeah. that is a good example of corporate South Africa and its failure to transform. By the way, you should look at my column in the Financial Mail, <laughs> talking about uh, uh, the, you, you, you read you read the headline uh, for for the people. It's it's amongst the first pages. Uh, uh, the other way. Oh, uh, sorry, the other way. Sorry, we'll yes. get to the start. Now, Sikinati on the that's what happened. In trouble, in trouble, he says on the headline. And the answer is rent a darky. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mark Lambetti, and he's on the page as well at the bottom. Yeah. Mark Lambetti did exactly the opposite. Uh, tells uh, this lady, a chartered yeah. accountant who's more qualified than the white man that he wants to hire, that you're just an yeah. employment equity candidate. Guess yeah. what? Had Imperial gotten into the kind of trouble that uh, KPMG mm. is, that Steinhoff is, he would have been running to the white, to the black woman mm. to make a chief executive of Imperial Group. Yeah. Now someone has to pay for, for for what has happened, and and indeed his is just an example of what is happening across uh, across white business across white business yeah. in South and Africa. And it seems to me so obvious. You know, if I was the CEO of a company, I would surround myself with black people. Mm. I mean, black women, black guys. I wouldn't be another, You wouldn't see a white person for and and it's not that they're not around you know what you're doing you, you might have time to help other people understand what your company what you were doing but but you know to 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 ignore to ignore the advantages the obvious advantages of diversity around you mm. is just stupid it's just absolutely stupid you know um, <coughs> I, 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 I got taught so much by the black colleagues that I had about the country that I was living in it was fantastic and you know that the thing with Lamberti and for I guess at least for all CEOs operating in this country now, this th this case say 10, 15 years ago, if they were if if this happened right 10, 15 years ago, should have gone to court and have been like almost handled. But because of social media and all these other pressures, you can't be seen to behave in this way. And Lamberti, of course, is big name, big brand name, big CEO in this country. It takes Imperial goes with it, so it's almost how you have to behave as. as yeah, there's a new ethos. 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 So, how he, he reacted to it, I mean, people are saying his lawyers let him down, that he should have spoken about it. Whichever way it played out, yeah. it is a huge lesson yeah. to yeah. any yeah. CEO <coughs> operating in South Africa, in this environment, globally, yeah. everywhere, well just well in this environment. Do you remember the terribly embarrassing interview with the headmaster of St. John's College? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, where you just can't speak. Yeah. You know, Peter, my, my problem with the Lambetti story is that, well, it's well and good that he's resigning and, you know, we see a lot of people resisting the idea of resigning when they're caught out. Yeah. But he, he, he's done the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. He resigned. And right of thing. course, under pressure. Uh, he's resigned well, under pressure, sure. not willing. But there's something wa we're missing here. The, the debate is being personalized around um, him and, uh, and, and the black chartered accountant yeah. that deprived to promote because of whatever. Yeah. But we're not debating the policy of affirmative action that has been uh, put under disrepute in this context. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, and, we're, and, and we're failing there. It, you know, it, it seems to me that we're going like to, I'm going to have to stop you okay. there. Affirmative action is a subject definitely for another show. Mm. Um, do you, is it implemented properly? Is it not implemented properly? We'll talk about it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.